Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio. Well, now for some pop music. Try this. And I stumble to the kitchen Pour myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the streets the traffic starts jumping With folks like me on the job from nine to five Working nine to five What a way to make a living Barely getting by It's all taking and no giving Hello and welcome. I'm delighted to be back in the studio again today. Uh, you're listening to me, Fiona Johnson, talking on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. A lot has happened in the last two weeks since I've been in the st- since I was last in the studio, and we've had our worst storms in 30 years. We had the wonderful early arrival of spring at the weekend, and obviously the devastating world news, which is really difficult to comprehend and put into words at the moment. So if we as adults are struggling to identify how we feel at the moment and still trying to go about our business, we're striving for business success, we're trying to stay on top of a healthy family life, we're trying to keep some sort of balance of sorts, well, how do children feel? We're all prone to feeling different different feelings and different moods and children are no different. In fact, it's way harder for them to express themselves. And it was with this concept in mind that led to today's inspirational guest to set up her My My Mood Stars, which is an award-winning tactile toy which enables children to immerse themselves in imaginative play. From happy to timid and sad to silly. So I'd like to welcome to the studio today our Let's Talk Business guest, Wendy White of Wendy Wu Limited. Hello and welcome, Wendy. Hello, Fiona. It's lovely to be here. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, how's your week going? My week is um, up and down. There's a lot going on for me personally. I'm leaving the home where I have lived and brought my children up for the last 20 years. So I'm feeling that wrench oh. and I have been a little bit emotional um, and of course, as you've just touched on the uh, the events that surround us all um, at the moment, um, is very worrying, and I'm so concerned for the people of Ukraine and the children and what they're going through. And yes, children are worrying about that. They. They've had a rough time of it, haven't they? Oh, they've haven't had they they've had Brexit and then they've had COVID and now they've got the possibility of a world war on their hands. So it's not surprising that they are worried and anxious and their mental health and emotional well-being has taken a battering. It really has. It really has. And I, I can sense your emotion as well, just sitting opposite me when it's coming through. And of course, if you're moving house and that's, you know, that our homes are our, our stability. So you've got that going on as well. So I, yes, I feel for you and obviously feel for everyone in Ukraine as well. Yes. Um, but in today's show, we are going to be hearing all about Wendy's business journey and what inspired her to set up uh, Wendy Wu Limited and My Mood Stars. We'll also be discussing what we can do to help children with their emotions, um, particularly at the moment, as we just said. And as usual, we'll be playing our quick fire round and getting to know what's behind <laughs> the real Wendy. And um, we'll be listening to some great, great chat tracks, which you've chosen. So I'm looking forward to those. So, Wendy, just as a sort of, do you want to do a little bit of an introduction and tell us where you're based and tell us a bit more about My Mood Stars? Yes, thank you, Fiona. I'm based in Maidenhead in Berkshire, um, in a home where I've brought up my three now adult children and uh, with, my, with my husband and rather mad cat. <laughs> uh, and I must just, I must just share, share this with you because it was, uh, it was quite funny. I have been on Maidenhead Gossip Girls and their marketplace trying to sell my back and shoulder massager. So just bearing that in mind. <laughs> a I woman was, of many talents, oh obviously. Yes. <laughs> I multitask like mad. 
I didn't need it anymore. And I thought, right, well, while we're moving, we're boxing up stuff. I don't want to throw it away. So I'll just plonk it down here by the PC and I'll get on to Marketplace and I'll try and sell it. So this morning I was at the computer and I was trying to get on with my work and the cat appears. And I say, I just see her out of the corner of my eye. I say, Puss, you're going to have to wait. Mummy's busy, but she's there. She's staring at me. I can feel her eyes on me. Puss. Oh, all right then. Look, for heaven's sake. And I turn around and I have been chastising the black shoulder massager that I'd left by my chair. (laughs) Oh, dear. I thought, oh. I'm losing it. (laughs) Hang on on a minute. Where's Puss? And yeah, it was the black shoulder uh, massager. So, um, yes, don't mention spec savers, anyone. No, and it's funny, isn't it? Because it makes you sort of think, well, it's double, you know, you could sell it (laughs) as a a cat (laughs) as well. It makes a nice, nice pet. You don't have to feed it. Perfect. It's very quiet. Um, But I digress. Um, Let's get back to uh, my mood stars. So my mood stars are eight plush yellow hand-sized stars I say hand-sized I say child hand-sized so they can grip around the points of the star and it makes a very comfortable tactile sensory feeling for 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 children and on each star as Fiona touched on is an expression a mood so we've got um, silly happy Sad, worried, shocked, angry. You're counting them off now. <laughs> I am counting them off. Timid. Timid, Timid as I well. like that. Yes, Timid. That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the stars owe their success, I believe, to the fact that they are non-cultural specific, non-age specific, non-gender specific. So there's no distraction. Mm for the children when they're identifying their emotions. Um, You see still in some therapy rooms and classrooms the old-fashioned emotions booklet with very stereotypical, um, how can I explain, the sad sad girl and the shy boy and the angry old man and... So uh, that's that's just too distracting for children. So I just wanted to create a resource that simplified that so much so that the children only had the expressions on the stars to contend with and to relate to. I was going to say that's much more relatable, isn't it? And actually, and I know we're jumping to what's complete sort of generalizations, but as you just said, the grumpy old man or whatever, that's terrible, really, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I'm grumpy. I'm yes. just an old man. <laughs> no, it was very, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just very old fashioned, and I think that some schools and therapists are still using them. I'm trying to change that, of course. So, um, my mood stars are now in over a thousand schools across oh, the fabulous. UK yeah. and in childminding settings with therapists, speech and language therapists, and more recently, Great Ormond Street Hospital have bought sets for their children. And on the back of that, Guy's and St Thomas's Children Hospital have just bought some sets for their wards as well. So I'm going to be in talks with more hospitals in the Sussex area, Brighton and Sussex, Uh, this week so I'm hoping to get my stars into more hospitals where seriously ill children can express their feelings through play. Is that how they use them then? So it's very much because it I mean they are so as you say sort of toy-like in a positive way that there's no there's no uh, yeah, bias or whatever to them it's purely that emotion so it's wonderful Ex- that exactly. the child can just immediately connect with it and they're plush mm. and they are squidgy um, and very malleable so children when they are having to or they want to divulge something of a serious nature they want to talk about something that's worrying them it the stars double up as very 
effective fidget toys mm-hmm. so that the child can play with the star, hold it, squeeze it, and that helps the child evoke discussion and conversation and communication far more easily. When you see children, they're struggling to say something. They're fiddling, aren't they, with their shirt or their buckle or their jumper and they're winding their jumper and twisting it and stuff. This is just takes the takes the place of that yes okay so and that's because it's so tactile as well yeah you're quite right as soon as you said that I can picture my children as well and they're just yeah they're right so looking at their feet and yes squirming and <laughs> yes yeah okay I get that but I know that it's not just children that actually um use these stars I've I've um I also believe that they're proving quite popular with the elderly as well that that's right in the first lockdown it was unheard of that grandparents and our older generation were shut up in their houses with nobody to talk to with their grandchildren's faces pressed up against the window it was unbelievably sad and just well unbelievable so I did use the Uh, offered the mood stars as a way of communication for the older generation just to put in their window so that they could say to their family I'm happy I'm sad I'm worried about something 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 shocked me I've had some some shocking Mm. news Um, I'm tired and and then the um, family could see at a glance yes that 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 what was that be able to communicate more effectively it's fascinating isn't it this whole I'm just sort of thinking about communication and it is sometimes so much easier to paint you know paint a picture as it were or as in the mood stars yes. than to actually verbalize it because often you don't really know how you feel but perhaps if you've got a selection of mood stars you can go actually that's the one that most fits the bill and so as you say you can then you kind of like right I've this is how I feel. Yes. Park that. And then, as you say, those around you, particularly during lockdown, when, as you say, it could go in the window and then family would like, would see, okay, right, this is what, this is how we, you know, mm-hmm. we, we can navigate it because they know what they're dealing with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's, that's, that's it. But how do you, um, so listening to you talking about the hospitals and the, and the, um, we're talking about the elderly, how, how have you managed to sort of approach these, hospital you know, that's um that's an amazing because it's an educational piece as much as a sales piece you know so you what are you doing that's amazing <laughs> I I astound myself sometimes <laughs> because I mean I still find my spectacles in the fridge so <laughs> I absolutely astound myself because um un- unfortunately me and my siblings were not brought up to believe in ourselves. Um, it's another story, but we had rather harrowing upbringing by a tyrant of a father who made us repeat on lots of occasions, maybe even three or four times a day, that we were fat and lazy and stupid. All of us had to say that. That was our mantra and it led to the suicide of my twin brother at 21. Oh, Wendy. Um, my sister is an alcoholic and I had a lot of counselling. I was a compulsive overeater in my teens. And do you know that expression, what, ev- what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? <laughs> I just found some kind of something in me, some That's drive great, yes. that I was not, I was going to get out of, I was going to get out of this. I wasn't, not only was I going to get out of it, I was going to help people. Amazing. That was my thing. Yeah. I wanted to help people. How was I going to help people? So um, from school, I started as a, as a nanny and... Um, went round the world as a nanny it was it was it was lovely and then I had an office job I I, I didn't like it I, I, I still felt that I needed to be helping people on a more emotional level 
Um, so then I became a childminder and that's really when it all kicked in and I thought, yes, I can help children develop positive mental health and a really strong, robust emotional uh, emotional well-being. Mm. So, so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to put my dysfunctional childhood into something really good and really positive. Well, it certainly sounds like you have, and thank you for sharing us, sharing that with us. That's um, that's an incredible story. Well, I like people to to know about me when I come onto these shows. I think that it's important for them to know that I'm human. I've made mistakes. I've been through the mill just like everybody mm. else has we've all got our our dragons haven't we <laughs> yes some of them sometimes they sit on our shoulders yes. but I think I think that's a very valid point you know as business owners um we don't we don't get the sort of handbook of how to run a successful business and we have got you know we all come from different places and we're perhaps all trying to um achieve different things within our business or the all the sort of motivation if you like behind it um, and it's it's wonderfully inspiring to sort of to hear your backstory and for you to then say, and I thought I'm going to put this to good use. And then look, at yes. the, look at the numbers of children that you're in hospitals and, and and it's not just the children, it's the people that work with them in the hospitals and it, the schools. It is. It's, it's, it's not only the play therapists that are mm. working with the children and the mood stars, but of course, the parents are seeing yes. the mood stars as well. And it was quite amazing, actually, because I realized that I was good at marketing I didn't really think <laughs> I, I was that. very good at anything but I'm very good at marketing so with social media it's been a godsend mm -hmm. because I know how to work social media I know how I know how it works and I it's just clicked so what happened with the hospitals is that I was just posting on Twitter about the mood stars and how successful they've been with um, children with autism, um, adults with autism, the elderly. And it was a lead play specialist on Twitter that saw the stars, contacted me. We had a brief Zoom meeting and she said, right, where where do I sign? Mm -hmm. I, I need these sets in the hospital for the children. So she she came to to me the same as Guy's Hospital came to me. I didn't actually approach them. Is it that's the magic? You know, not many people can have that um, that route if you like to sales. Um, and I think we all we all um, sort of in our dreams think, oh yeah, just put something on social media and it will all work. It's like. But it really can. It can. It can. <laughs> prove that. It, it's taken four years. Yes, it's not overnight. And it's I think not, that's something yes. we need to stress. Yeah. And it's a cliche, but this no like, and trust factor yes. is very important. And at first I was trying to be a different person on Twitter from LinkedIn, from Facebook, from Instagram. And then I just thought, no, I'm just going to be me. Uh, because I, I get confused about who I was last you know, week on I Twitter. Love, I love that quote, the Oscar Wilde quote, you know, be yourself because everyone else has taken. Yes. <laughs> but you've got to be. And actually, it's interesting that um, you use a lot of the social channels because quite often, um, you know, in marketing, it's very much like find the one where your tribe hang out and, yes. and stick to it. Yes. But obviously, and then there is that sort of um, oh, should I be a different person or should I have a different message? And obviously it's going to be different for each, each business, but I think there's a lot more blurring of the lines now and, and particularly for something which you do, which is so human. Yes. You've got to be yourself. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I I totally agree with that. And I think that being myself has, has upset a lot of people. <laughs> don't mind saying that but also if they are if I'm not their person then I'm not their person mm. um I I try and be um helpful and and giving and caring and that's what I aim to do um so yeah I, I'm it's exciting for me I love it and that's as business owners that's what we can you know that's the biggest thing we want to achieve isn't it just to love love what you do yes yeah 
Wonderful. Now, I'm going to ask you to introduce your first track. Um, it's Under the Boardwalk. And I'm just wondering if there's a story behind this you'd like to share with us, or maybe it's just one of your favourite songs. But No, there's a story behind this, Fiona. When, the, uh, ch- my, when my children were very, very young, I had uh, twins and an older older daughter when they were very very young um their their daddy up and left which actually don't feel sorry for me it was such a relief when he got <laughs> um we had five wonderful years together and then I met my forever husband who lived in Oxford and I was in Maidenhead and every weekend we used to drive to Oxford from Maidenhead and I'd have a tape cassette this is oh. how long ago it was of the drifters and the kids used to say drifters mummy drifters <laughs> and this was their favorite on our way to oxford to see their new daddy oh i love that that's brilliant right so now we're going to listen to under the boardwalk by the drifters <laughs> Oh, when the sun is down and burns the tar up on the roof And your shoes get so hot, you wish your tired feet were fireproof The sound of a carousel mm, You can almost taste the hot dogs and french fries they sell Down by the sea yeah. On a blanket with my baby Across the Thames Valley, this is River Radio. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business Show. Thank you for listening in today. Today we are joined by Wendy White um, of Wendy Woo Limited and she makes these wonderful My Mood Stars And don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen in again on Catch Up via the website, um, which is river.radio, or as a podcast via Alexa, Apple, Google, and Spotify. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having or to ask a question, please drop me an email at fiona, 
sorry, which is Fiona at river.radio. So, Wendy, we're going to just do a little, a few little quick far questions now. Okay. Just, <laughs> just to have a little bit of fun. Um, and I always think it's sort of like just to get behind you. Okay. Get, get Scary, you. not. They're really not very taxing, so I'm sure you'll cope with these. Um, so, Marmite or peanut butter? Marmite. Oh, that was a, that was a quick... <laughs> it's a real love it or hate it. It's like you either are or you're not. Um, beer or wine? Wine. Tea or coffee? Tea. Rugby or football? Football. Cats or dogs? Cats. Night owl or early bird? Oh, <laughs> night owl. Oh, yeah. okay. So you do most of your work in yeah, the evenings. Yeah, I do. Or do you stay up late partying? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I work... I, I start off really slow and then by about five o'clock, when I'm probably having my first glass of wine, um, I, I get going and I get into work mode until oh. about 11. Oh, goodness, yes. And then can you switch off again all right afterwards? Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, I can. I suppose it's become a, it becomes routine, yes. doesn't it? Yes, I don't have any trouble sleeping at all. Oh. Um, favourite pick-me-up? Oh, favourite pick-me-up. Probably my husband. Oh, what a lovely answer. <laughs> Literally. Yes. <laughs> he can pick you up. That's brilliant. Um, relaxing break or adventure holiday? Oh, now my sister is in Phoenix, Arizona, oh. and we go hiking over the Nevada mountains, oh. and I absolutely love it. And yet my husband, who doesn't hike, likes the quieter... Uh, I'm going to have to say... 50-50 oh. or phone a friend. Yes, okay. That's that's very diplomatic of you. Mm-hmm. But I just love the idea. Oh, just sort of looking outside now and it's all drizzly and horrible oh. and thinking, hiking in Arizona. It's yeah. just that wonderful yeah. climate. Fantastic. And do you have a favourite city? Do I have a favourite city? Um, it's a hard one. I love New York. I lived in New York. Paris, I'm going to say. Is my, yes. Okay. But you haven't lived in Paris. I haven't lived in Paris, no. Next on your list of things to do, perhaps. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, and do you have any hobbies or interests outside of work and family and cats and travel? And I do love animals very much. And as it would happen in Haddenham, where we're moving to, is... A, an animal rescue called Tiggy Winkles. Oh, lovely. And I'm going to volunteer to go and work at Tiggy Winkles and see if, if, see if they need any help at all because I, I just love being with, with animals. Otherwise, painting, but it's only it's painting by numbers. And, okay. I, and I love that. I love, I, I've, I've done foxes and wolves and elephants and lions and animal uh, yeah I love, yes. love that but I think also sometimes it's just that escapism isn't it it, it is it's so no no yeah. no it's just mind-numbingly soul feeding yes I get that <laughs> and now this might might be a little bit more tricky but you've got to think now but not too hard okay um, describe yourself in five words bonkers <laughs> good start conscientious Honest. Doesn't have to be five. I like those three. Um, Kind. Oh. And um, strong. Yes, I think you are. Yeah. I think you are. It comes across. Definitely comes across. Um, Thank you for getting through those. I don't (laughs) a little bit of fun. Um, And I don't know whether you have time for reading or podcasts or whether you'd rather just sort of settle down and and are you a TV fan? What are you watching at the moment? I'm not an avid TV watcher because I work from five till 11. That's my busiest (laughs) time when the TV's on. If I do have time the following day, I'll watch something like Dragon's Den or Apprentice or maybe a maybe a movie mm. but but no I, I've got very short attention span well that's where I would have thought something like Dragon's Den works quite well because they they are they turn people around quite yes. quickly yes um but it's interesting isn't it I think that's that's as business owners it's definitely the drag, Dragon's Den and the Apprentice are two sort of very the programs that come up often as people's favorites and I think right whether it's 
I don't know whether one actually learns anything from it, but it's just sort of, it's reassuring, if nothing else, just to see what everyone else is struggling with and whether they're the same things or not. Um, but it's definitely an eye-opener. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I've, I learned from it. I try and learn from mm. it. And, Take away uh, something, yes, don't you? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I like it. I like I just like all the different expressions as well that they make to each other and uh, <laughs> sort of eye raising. <laughs> so yeah. it's so funny. Um, but yes. Oh. Um, well, thank you for doing that, Wendy. Thank you for sharing those with us. Um, and now we're going to talk a bit more about your past, um, because I think it'd be really interesting for everyone to to know what inspired you to to set up. Obviously, we've heard a bit about your your background, but your but your business journey as such, and to you know where you, how you went from a childminder and thinking I'd like to do something to help children to actually coming up with these ideas. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about All right. your, yes, your I, background. I'd like to do that. In 2014, Ofsted came and raised its pretty little head. <laughs> and um, all the childminders in the country were now under the umbrella of Ofsted. Right. So we were glorified, we're no longer glorified babysitters. We were child care practitioners we were under the same umbrella as nursery schools and play groups and all early years settings so we had to then follow as um a strategy called the early years foundation stage we had to implement different areas of learning for the children so that they could all develop um I mean, they were developing, but they just wanted it a little bit more structured. Um, we lost a lot of childminders, actually. They mm. left in droves because it meant having to be computer literate. It meant having to... I, I mean, you know, we, we would spend hours on the phone, childminders and I, talking about neighbours and <laughs> the, the show not oh. not each other's neighbours <laughs> and uh, but that, that that was no more you know we yeah. couldn't just uh call and and have a chat and a cup of tea while the children played yeah you know safely and happily I'm and sure. they were learning through their play but they, they this was just more structured and a lot of childminders didn't like it and I didn't felt I didn't really have a choice and I thought well I, I can use a computer I'll, I'll just give it a bash and one of the areas of learning was um PSED, which is personal, social and emotional development. And although we all got the, the maths and the literacy and understanding the world and and um, technical development, and all, this, this was just a bit woo-woo for us. We didn't really understand what personal, social and mm. emotional development just meant. Just another acronym. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and um, so um, we all were helping each other out. And I said, I, I think it's something to do with... Uh, emotional wellness, positive mental health, maybe being ident- being able to identify emotions and mm-hmm. how they're feeling and to express how they're feeling. So I looked online. I thought, oh, well, we'll find something. We'll find a resource. There wasn't anything. There wow. was absolutely nothing. So I thought, right, well, I'll I'll make one. So I like that. So I'll just do it yep, myself. I just yeah. <laughs> uh, opened my sewing box found some felt red there's some red felt and some yellow felt um cut out some star shapes sewed some all the different emotions that I could think of onto the stars stuffed them with that polyester stuffing stuff and uh, sent them out to childminders so that they could implement PSED and also um, evidence this to their Ofsted inspector because all the areas of learning had to be evidenced as well as implemented And the childminders absolutely loved them and said, "Oh, my Ofsted inspector was well impressed oh, with these, yeah. with your, with your mood stars. Uh, you know, thank you ever so much." And uh, so I got a, quite a lot of feedback from childminders saying that um, they they'd done really well by um, using the mood stars to talk. If you can imagine, sort of like a circle time. Mm. Uh, using the stars in a circle time so that each child would have a chance to talk about how they were feeling. And um, so so, so when my Ofsted inspector came to visit a couple of years later, uh, he saw the 
mood stars in the playroom being played with and um uh, you know, he asked what they were and I just told him what I've just told told you guys and he said you know there's a big market for something like this there's a there's a big gap in the market mm. you know I said tell me about it I yeah. know and this was even two years later there still wasn't anything like yeah. like it so he said if you are retiring because I was thinking about it he said do do look into it. He said, I think they're brilliant and I think that they're needed and I think that they'll be really, really popular. Yeah, and I think what what I'm just hearing as well is the fact that, so not only was someone spurring you on, but it had been tried and tested through your other child Exactly, yeah. But also, how often does someone spur you on and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is, you actually went and did it. I think that's, that's quite... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I, yes, I did. And I think that this is... What I try and do through life mm. is spur people on. It's very important to me that anybody who feels low or has self low self-esteem or just doesn't feel worthy is uh, presented in a totally different way. And I'll do anything I can in my power to point out their good points and what they can do and what they can achieve and if I can achieve it then anybody can achieve it that that sort of thing it's very important to me so uh, yes and I and that's a wonderful thing sort of wonderful legacy as well isn't it but and um, so you your Ofsted um, inspector yes said yes these there's a need for these but then how did you go from making them yourself <laughs> you know, with your little sewing box oh my um, goodness this is uh, between five and eleven at night <laughs> so, it, yes yeah. well I thought who's going to make them so I looked for toy makers mm. in the UK and I found one mentioned no names because they'll sue me uh it was a big mistake so they uh, took the stars, the design, and they made the prototypes and sent them back to me. They were absolutely outstanding, and I was absolutely thrilled to bits. And I said, let's run with this. They're amazing. Can't thank you enough. So uh, a lot of money was put forward to them. And then what came back six weeks later was just unrecognisable, oh. just flat yellow misshapen wrong color wrong size wrong expressions just awful um and i said this just isn't good enough this is nothing like the prototypes that you gave me more sort of tailor-made yes obviously they've gone to the mass 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 product they've gone to to somewhere and said just run these Mm. out for us it's a really hard they way were, to learn, isn't it? It was terrible. And they pointed out that it said on, on the terms and conditions that dot, 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 reserve the right to change the spec of any toys. Wow. Um, wow. But I thought, how can you get a star wrong? <laughs> well, well, there's that. But also, you know, when it's your design, um, it's interesting there should be clauses like that. Well, I yeah, it was very interesting. So after shedding a lot of tears and getting very frustrated that inner strength (laughs) said come on come on old girl you can do this so I sourced sustainable and ethical factories in China Mm -hmm. and found two there's Sylvie Wong and my my latest girl Momo I don't know what her surname is they are adorable they look after me they get the mood stars Um, I did have to say to them, 15% into production, I want you to send me the stars so that I know that you haven't swapped factories or oh, that, yes. that they're going to be the same, but which they did. You, you know, that's exactly, again, business owners, exactly. unfortunately, we have to learn the hard exactly. way sometimes, but now you're on it. Yes. You're keep, you know, you're keeping well, they did say, it. what do you mean? Send. I said, no, I want, I want you to stop production 15% through mm. and you send me the samples. That's you know, advice. no questions asked. Yeah. So they did, and they were lovely, and I was very, very, very happy with them. And then somebody suggested that they had a board to stick on. I, I was doing some market research, and a lot of teachers and parents were saying, "Do they have a board to stick on?" And I said, "No, they don't. They're just the stars." And then I thought, well. 
I'll do that. I'll make a My Mood Stars board mm. so that children can place the stars on the board to make up their own scenarios. Yes. Or, or parents can use them to say, right, come along, tell me how you're feeling this morning. Choose a star. Let's pop it on the board. That, yes. that sort of thing. And it's just another sensory aspect as so well. Do they stick? Yes, because the back of the mood stars are a fabric called trico, which is Velcro receptive. I had no idea such a thing existed. So if you look at... I'm, Wendy's uh, wearing yes, one now. Yes, I'm, I'm, wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing one now that I've made for comic relief. Um, so excuse me if you hear this sort of slight rip. Rip, oh yes. Oh, look at that. It's a smiley face. So the back of the mood star is... Uh, velcro receptive yep. and the badge that they stick on is the scratchy side of velcro and i think we should have clothes made of that that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and so the mood stars boards mm. just have the scratchy side of the velcro the velcro sticky dots yep. stuck onto the board the customers put the the uh sticky dots wherever they want on the board and then the mood stars the backs of the mood stars just stick to yes. those velcro dots so that really helps yeah that's another thing so you you know your brand and your business is is growing as you're coming up with the sort of products that that and this together. is quite unique yeah. as well there's not a lot of um this this kind of like invention if you like is unique of having toys that are velcro receptive and stick to the scratchy side of velcro so kids can wear these stars on their trainers they can wear them on the back of their baseball caps they can wear them on the uh, on their zips on their jackets so so yeah that's lovely i like that so yes and then of course as more children wear them out and about, more people start talking about them because yes. like I'm looking at your comic relief one now and it is definitely a talking point, you know, looking at it again, that is quite cool. So it's a mood star with this wonderful red pom pommy nose. Um, and in fact, just before we went on air, you were telling me how a little sort of backstory about your comic comic reliefs, mood stars, which I think you ought to share because it's I think it's wonderful. All right. Well, silly star in the set of My Mood Stars has become a bit of a, a star star, if you like. Back in November when it was Children in Need, he became Pudsy Bear star or Children in Need star. I, and I wrote to Children in Need and I said, is it all right if I use the spotty bandage that Pudsy Bear wears and wrap it around the mood star? And they said, yes, as long as you're not using the Pudsy Bear name or logo you can do what what you like. So I sold hundreds of them oh. for children in need, gave back 50% to children in need. Wonderful. And um, so, so Silly Star became a, my star star. And then I thought about comic relief and I thought, do you know what? I only need a red pom-pom to stick on Stilly, Silly Star's face mm. where, where its nose should be. And I could have a comic relief star. So so I did that and I was selling them left, right and centre. Oh, do this, do that. And and then I got, <laughs> I got an email from Comic Relief and I thought, oh, my giddy God's pyjamas. I've been rumbled. And I, I could hardly know when you get one of those emails and you just don't look yes, any don't further down. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has come to our attention that you have been selling um, red nose mood stars um in aid of comic relief and i thought oh my goodness here we go um they said in the next sentence we love them Brilliant. and we would love for you to become an official fundraiser so i am actually in talks this is very hush hush so don't tell anyone <laughs> we're only mentioning it live on the radio <laughs> we're That's only mentioning <laughs> i am going to be in talks with somebody from comic relief tomorrow so watch this Fighting. space oh, you'll have to get back to us and let i us will know i will goes. i can't say any more than that no but that's but, wonderful uh, gosh you really yeah. are yes back to your it's all your marketing credentials again isn't it yes oh, brilliant um let's go to your second track this is i have to say one of my favorites too this is starman um by david bowie anything behind this is this was just one of your favorite songs What's no, this this was this was um my twin brother philip's favorite song and it was surrounded by it was in the charts um when he took his life and we it was played at his funeral oh. 
and it just always reminds me of him. I had twins. I know. They, well, you mentioned yes, that earlier. Yes. Oh, there's a lot I of twins. I had twins, and I, and I had twin twin boy and girl as well, which is unheard of, really, for for a twin to have twins. Yes. But I did so. They are they're very special to me, of course, my twins. But this song is very special. It reminds me of Philip. And um, it's in his name, really, that I'm, I do a lot of what I do. Oh, wonderful. This is all this. Listen in. Welcome back. You are listening to Fiona Johnson on River Radio's Let's Talk Business show. Thank you for listening in today. And today we're joined by Wendy White. Oh, I'm wondering whether I should be calling you Wendy Wu. Um, Because your business is called Wendy Wu. Where does that name come from? That name comes from when I was when I was a childminder. So the children would call me Wendy Wu. So and it just stuck. And I thought, I, as a reminder of childminding and where I came from, um, I, I will call the business Wendy Woo Limited. 
keep, my husband keep thought grounded. it sounded like a Chinese laundry, but <laughs> it's worked. Yes, but it means something to you. It and does look mean at that, something. You've got a lovely, lovely yeah. story behind it. Um, and we've also just been, um, we've had an email in actually from Jane and Marlowe. Um, she wants to ask you, her, she said her child's on the autistic spectrum and wants to know if my mood stars are suitable for them as well. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Children on the autism spectrum, like, is it Jane? Yes. That Jane, Jane, yes. Jane will, will know, um, have a very hard time not just identifying their own emotions, but identifying the emotions of those around them, mm. their siblings, their peers, maybe even their parents. Um, they don't like eye contact and they can't read emotions terribly well so so the stars as well as being um tactile are very simplistic and very easy for for children to to understand get them straight away and then so jane could hold up the um worried star and say mum is feeling worried today you know the 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 washing repair man hasn't turned up yet Mm, and I'm worried he's not going to come (laughs) so modeling your own emotions also helps children on the autism spectrum and just simple things like tell me how you're feeling see if you can tell mummy how you're feeling by picking out a star Mm, let mummy see how you're feeling so it it, with the Mood Stars is a four-page activity download. When you subscribe to the website, which is free, you can download an activity sheet and there is a, a special section on there for children with autism. Yeah, okay. That's good. So, I mean, they really can. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's got so many uses and that, that's really, really helpful. That's fantastic. Yes, there's an activity sheet for teachers, parents... And for carers of the elderly as well, because the elderly are using them in in care homes. Yes, that's a good idea. So moving on to the future, what's what's the future hold for your business? Where do you see yourself going? Well, apart from exciting things happening, you know, comic relief. And um, I, I do like to keep evolving. So at the moment, in fact, I've just finished... I have written eight stories for each of the individual mood stars. So we have timid stars, first day at school, surprise stars, jumpy day, angry stars, play date, sleepy stars, nap time. I can't remember the the rest. Um, And are these going to be books? So these are going to be books. Story books, wonderful. Yeah, Yeah, so I've written them. I'm going to self-publish because I don't want my books sanitised. They're funny and they have also are funny for the parents to read as well. And I don't want <laughs> publishers yeah. thinking, oh, you can't, you can't say that. You can't do that. You can't do that. Because they just strip the essence of the books away. Mm. And this is my view on it, not nobody else's view. It's my view, and I want a part of me to come across. So, um, so, so that's, that's in the pipeline. Um, it, it, it does come back to this being authentic, being yourself again. There's yes. definitely a theme. You've obviously, with, your, with My Mood Stars, there's so much you can do you know, from a branding point of view because it's such a strong brand, such a strong product. And when you've got something as niche as this as well, you, you really stand out because no one else is doing this. So you've got a lot of, you know, this is what every sort of business owner's dream, isn't it? To have something that you know, no one else does. Yeah, it's wonderful to also say, say that, you, you know, so many ways, ways you can diversify. Yes, yes. There, it, it has a, a lot of, they have a lot of opportunities. Um, for example, um, T-shirts, yes. duvets. That sort of thing. I did take them one time to a, a retailer who said, oh, I love this. We can put batteries in here and their eyes can light up and they can all make sounds. And I said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm not prepared to do that. Oh, you're, we'll, give it, we'll pay you. And uh, No, no, you're not taking my um, gentle, soft, quiet stars and turning them into some kind of like VTech toy. Mm. Uh, it's not happening. And actually, you know, as I said, 
we said mentioned this earlier they're very tactile and I can see because there's there's this wonderful star smiling at me <laughs> from across the desk um I can see exactly what you mean about that because there's something just so wonderfully um yeah tactile and, and just you want to feel it yes you want to feel it and I imagine as soon as it's got lights and things in it it, it just changes absolutely it will everything. lose its yeah. the essence of what it yeah. is really well now, I, I also see that you've won quite a few awards. I don't know if you've got any more awards in the pipeline, but I think what would be really interesting to know is whether you've got any tips for other business owners that might be entering awards, um, either in the application program um, process, rather, or even how, how you manage to, to, you know, obviously okay. the quality of your product speaks for itself. Okay. But, you know, I think awards are something that we should all be looking into. I think that we have to be very careful because there are people offering awards and it's not kosher. You might get a certificate and an award that you have to pay for at the end, but it's a big advertising mm. scam. And money. Yeah. And money. And um, I was so delighted. I put on Twitter, I've won this award from blah, blah, blah. And somebody did come to me and say, Wendy, don't like to burst your bubble, but these are two a penny. Oh, it's no. just a... It's a scam. But do be careful. There are some. There are yes. some scams out there. So, yeah. um, now what happened with the um, Small Business Sunday Award? This is run by Theo Pafitas from Dragons Den, and it's on Twitter. And it's on five o'clock every Sunday. Small businesses are allowed to tweet why. They think their business should win Small Business Sunday Such and idea. Yeah. be awarded by uh, by Theo. And I thought, well, I'll have a go at this. Um, so I did. It took ages, actually. It took probably about 15 or 16 Sundays. And I thought, you know, I'm just I'm getting this, it right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not getting this this right at all. So and then one Monday evening, my phone just went absolutely ballistic because it has a tweet for my for any Twitter notification. So it's going tweet, 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 tweet. tweet. And I thought, what on earth is going on with my phone? So I picked it up and I had one. And that was Theo Pafitas tweeting to his 40 million followers um, about my mood star. So six of us, six, six businesses on that Monday will be... Um, notified that they have won Small Business Sunday. And I've just missed it, but they have had their award ceremony. They had that last week. Um, I went to the, uh, the, the, to my one, which was in 2000, which was in 2020, February. And it was just, we were just about just oh, using yes. hand sanitizer. Okay. Yes. Nothing else. No, no well. jabs, yeah. no masks or anything, but please do use some hand sanitizer, which we did. Um, so, so, so that, so that was amazing. It was a lovely atmosphere. I was very proud of that award. I had a lovely picture, um, of, uh, Theo holding Happy Star because I wasn't allowed to take anything in for him to hold, um, the bouncers said. So, but I went, yeah. I snuck something in and, uh, I just squeezed it into his hand and then he held it up and we had the picture taken. But that's great um, validation, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And not, not just from him, but from, obviously he's then tweeting about you. It's that backup. It, it's fabulous it is it is that's a proper that's proper that's a proper award it's proper recognition it's a big um very it's a very very big close group lovely people and it it really does stand for something so very very well done on that gosh now we're almost coming up to the end of our (laughs) show um so before we wrap up for this week i'd like to say thank you wendy for joining us thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure learning about your journey and you've shared so many insights and wisdoms with us and you know just really i think really inspiring as to to thank you where you've got to and i'm hoping it's rubbing off on on everyone listening there so if someone wants to find out more about your business and what's the best way for them to do that They can look me up on www.mymoodstars.co.uk or if that's too long to remember or write down, just (laughs) Wendy Woo Toys. Wendy Woo Toys will will find me. I'm on Twitter. 
under my mood stars, Instagram, my mood stars, Facebook, my mood stars. Brilliant. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn as well, but as Easy. Wendy White. Wonderful. You're easy to find. Thank you so much. Thank That's you. Absolutely wonderful. Um, and next week, Sophie's back when she'll be talking to Jessica Hargreaves of That Works For Me. Um, so if there's anything you'd like to ask ahead of that show or anyone, um, anything you'd like to see particularly featured on our show, do email in on Fiona at River Radio. Thanks for listening.